Hey there, it's Trish. So for Black Friday, I am so thrilled to offer you a few incredible offers. First up, you can grab one of my signature birth classes, either Calm Labor or Confident Birth Class or the VBAC Lab combined with all four mini companion classes, including the postpartum recovery class, the birth coach class, the newborn academy, and our highly sought after purposeful positioning course. Get all of them for just 148 down from the usual 297 for our main class alone. And for those of you guys who already have the birth classes and are more focused on specific needs, grab our second bundle, all four mini companion classes for just 57. Equip yourself with knowledge, confidence, and the tools for a powerful birth experience. Don't miss out on these amazing deals. Empower your birth journey today. And remember, these offers are only for a very short time. Go to labornursemama.com and pick your deal. What does it matter if you're opened or closed at 36 weeks? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I tell my girls that having a vaginal exam during pregnancy can lead to a messed up mindset. And mindset is everything in pregnancy birth. My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15-plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Today's episode is going to be what we are going to affectionately call a shorty, and we're going to talk about cervical exams during pregnancy. This is a hot topic with my students and my followers over on Instagram, so let's get started. We're going to talk about cervical exams during pregnancy. This is something that is really important that you are prepared for and educated for so you can understand exactly why it's being offered and why you do or do not want to have it done. So we're going to talk about what is your cervix. Your cervix is the opening between your uterus, your womb, and your vaginal canal. 
It is the shape of like your thumb. And if you actually touch it, which if you read the blog post or the article that I've written about this, you can get some instructions on how to find your own cervix. And mamas, I really suggest that you get familiar with your body right here and now. Don't be nervous. You want to know where everything is and what purpose does it serve. So during your pregnancy, your cervix is nice and thick and tight. It's closed and it is the opening into your womb. So it needs to stay thick and closed. But as your body prepares for birth, your cervix starts to soften, become thin and opening. As your body prepares for birth, your cervix starts to soften, become thin, and open. Now, here's the thing. Does that really matter if you know that before labor? I'm just going to put the cat out of the bag and say no. It does not matter, especially if you're waiting for spontaneous labor. Now, we're going to talk about whether or not it's actually necessary When is it necessary to have a cervical exam during pregnancy? And when can you say hell to the no? I teach my students inside both Calm Labor Confident Birth Class and the VBAC Lab that they can say no at any point. You can say no to anything during pregnancy and labor. But should you? This is where education comes into play because we don't want you willy-nilly saying no or yes to anything. So here's what your provider is thinking, whether it's an OB, a midwife, a nurse practitioner, family practitioner, whatever. They consider a cervical exam to be a normal part of your prenatal care. And they like to do them because they want to determine, hey, is she ready? Can I get her admitted to the hospital? Can I get an induction started? And that's one of the big reasons. They want to talk about induction at times. They also want to find out like, oh, is she actually in labor? She's saying she is in labor, but is she? Maybe even to ensure the position of the baby because they can tell if the baby's head is in a good position by doing a cervical exam. I'm going to say again, that is your decision to proceed with a cervical exam or otherwise known as a vaginal exam or a pelvic exam. You will have one at the beginning of pregnancy. This is kind of a baseline that they're going to do. At the end of pregnancy, a lot of providers want to start checking your cervix, but is it necessary? I tend to get onto a soapbox when it comes to this because I think it should absolutely be your choice. If they're wanting to start it at 36 weeks, I would strongly suggest that you wake unless you have a medical induction planned soon, like at 37 weeks or maybe even 38 weeks. Other than that, hell to the no. Seriously, what does it matter if you're opened or closed at 36 weeks? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I tell my girls that having a vaginal exam during pregnancy can lead to a messed up mindset. And mindset is everything in pregnancy birth. So we're going to talk about three scenarios, okay? So mama number one, at her 37-week appointment, her doctor tells her, get undressed, I'm going to check you, see what's going on with your cervix. Now inside, she's cringing because she really doesn't want to do it, but... She doesn't want to make him upset or offend him. Against her wishes, she lays down and she gets checked. And he says something like, you're two centimeters. Now she's like, hot dog. 
the baby's coming. Oh my gosh. She starts to get anxious and she's waiting for her labor. Now, every day she's, is it it? Is it happening? Her mind is playing tricks with her. But in fact, she goes all the way to 41 in three days and stays pregnant, but then goes into labor. But the rest of her pregnancy from 37 weeks on, she's worrying and she's fretting and she's wondering, what's wrong with my body? Why am I not going into labor? I'm two centimeters. Why am I not going into labor? Dilation does not matter before labor starts. Okay, mama number two. At her 37-week appointment, her doctor tells her, get undressed, I'm going to check you and see what's happening with your cervix. Now inside, she also cringes because she wants to say no, just like mama one, but she also worries that she's going to offend his expertise. So she lays down and she gets checked. And he says something like, man, you are close, thick, and high. There ain't nothing going on. It's as tight as Fort Knox. Someone actually told me during one of our weekly happy hours that their provider said that. Nothing is happening with your cervix. So we may need to start thinking about inducing you at 39 weeks to get this party started. Now she's, oh my God, what is wrong with my body? I'm 37 weeks. I'm not dilated. What if I can't go into labor? Why am I not dilated? Why is nothing happening? And now for the rest of her pregnancy, she's anxious. She's wondering about her body. And then she makes a fear-based decision to be induced at 39 weeks, even though she dreamt of spontaneous labor. Dilation does not matter before labor starts. Calm Labor Confident Birth is the birth course you need to feel 100% confident going into labor and delivery. It's full of cutting-edge techniques and everything you need to know to have the smoothest delivery possible. It's literally jam-packed full with everything I've learned over 15 plus years in the labor and delivery room and practice myself during the six times I've given birth. By the time you watch the modules in the class and connect with my team, including my team doula, and hundreds of other mamas in our private student community, you'll feel ready for anything this delivery throws at you. You'll be prepared to handle every single scenario that comes your way. So you'll have the confidence to make the choices that you want in the delivery room. You'll be prepared in case things don't go as planned. Spoiler alert, they usually don't. And you'll know how to communicate your wishes and stand up for yourself and your baby with the hospital staff. You know that classic problem, how do you figure out what you don't know? This class is the ultimate solution to that conundrum. Plus, inside, you'll also learn pain management techniques, different ways to push during labor so you can shorten your pushing time, understand what interventions may be offered to you and why you would want to refuse them or embrace them. How to prepare your mind, your body, your home for the arrival of your little bundle of joy and your rights as a patient and how to exercise them. Whether you're looking to have an unmedicated birth or a medicated birth, I'm here to help you create the confidence you need to be the queen of the labor room. Mama number three, at her 37-week appointment, her doctor tells her, get undressed, I'm going to check you, I'm going to see what's happening with your cervix. 
Inside, she cringes because she knows this is pointless and could mess with her mindset. She kind of fears upsetting him, but she's a calm labor student and she heard one of the other students at the weekly happy hour hangout talking about this exact scenario and she decides she's not going down that route. So she politely says, no, no, thank you. And he tells her, I'd like to see what's happening. Let's check and find out. And she politely says, no, thank you again. I do not want to get checked. Plus, studies show that dilation before labor does not matter. And he says, okay, no problem. And guess what? She leaves empowered because she knows dilation does not matter before labor starts. So how often do they want to check your cervix? After 36 weeks, they're going to try to probably do it every week. But according to an article that I read, and I've got it quoted in the article on the blog, a lot of providers are leaning towards a new and more evidence-based way of practicing because the rationale for routine cervical exams is just not solid. We've learned that dilation and effacement happening sooner or later, really those signs alone are not a good indicator of how close you are into going into labor. Because one patient could have a closed cervix today and then during the night go into labor and have the baby the next morning, while another patient might actually walk around for three or more centimeters for weeks. I had a student in the VBAC lab who walked around at six centimeters for two weeks. Holy smokes, can you imagine how her mindset was knowing that? Because she was afraid she couldn't go anywhere that she might go into labor. Now let's talk about does checking the cervix induce labor? Here's the thing. If your body is ready to go into labor and it's going to happen anyway, then yes, getting in there, and I like to say stirring things up, can actually induce those labor hormones that work so amazingly. But if your body's not ready and they do a cervical exam, chances are it's not actually going to do anything to start your labor. What exactly are we hoping to accomplish by checking your cervix during your prenatal visits? They want to know four different things. The position of the cervix, your cervix is usually pointed backwards. I always say it's like a satellite. And then as you go into labor, it moves forward to the opening. They want to check dilation. And this is the opening of the cervix. We go from zero closed all the way to 10 centimeters, which we refer to as complete. We want to check the effacement. This is it starting to thin out and get thinner and thinner. And we say this in a percentage. So you're 60% effaced or 100% effaced, which is completely thinned out. We also want to find out the baby's station. And this is the position of them inside of your pelvis. We have lots of information about this on the blog and on Instagram on labor.nurse.mama. So what are the risks of having a cervical exam? They could accidentally break your water. I had a student that had it done at 36 weeks, accidentally broke her water. She had a preterm baby. Now, also breaking your water leads to increased risk of infection. The pressure of agreeing or feeling like you have to agree to a cervical exam can be very triggering for some women. And some providers might actually do a membrane sweep without your consent. And again, your mindset may be affected in a negative way. Now, if you've decided that you're going to have a cervical exam during pregnancy, I want to give you some tips for making it more comfortable. What I teach my girls is to put your fist under your bottom, 
This helps bring your cervix forward and they don't have to dig as deep. And also to put your feet together, lay your knees out in a relaxed position, and then while they're doing it, practice your breathing and wiggle your toes. We're going to talk one more time about saying no. You absolutely can say no. This is an invasive procedure and your consent should be a priority. You should be asked if you are okay with it. And start practicing now. If you decide that you don't want to have them during pregnancy, start practicing now. And you could even start having that dialogue earlier in pregnancy so they can chart it down that you will not be having cervical exams unless there's a very good indication for a reason. So say things like, I don't want one. I prefer to wait until labor. No, thank you. I teach my girls. Say it and zip it. So you say no thank you and then let them talk. You don't have to explain yourself. No is enough. You could say something like, I understand this is your routine practice during pregnancy, but I don't want one. Remember, say it and zip it. I used to say say it and shut it, but it's kind of rude. So you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to make a decision out of emotion. So if you're feeling very emotional when they first present the option, then just say, hey, I'd like to think about it and I'll come back next week. And then come back with your answer. When is a cervical exam really needed? So if there's indications that you're in labor, you're in the doctor's office, you think you might be in labor, let them check you so you can find out like where you're at and if you really need to head into the hospital. I have a rule for that for my first time moms and second time moms. If you're being induced for a medical reason or an elective induction, then we need to know a baseline and this helps your provider decide what your plan of care should be. Now, if you want to read more about inductions, we have a great article on the blog and we talk about your Bishop score and what is happening with your cervix so that you can make a really good induction plan. Mama, this was a little shorty. I'm here for you guys. If you have any questions, send us an email, info at labornursemama.com, or better yet, jump into one of our powerful birth classes and we will advocate with you. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this little shorty episode all about cervical exams during pregnancy. Be sure to subscribe and write a review and tell us how much you love these little shorty episodes. Bye for now. See you next week.